You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Coming to you from beautiful East Tennessee and broadcasting at the BRV Studios, this is the Big Red Van with Wade, Hayden, and Malcolm. As usual, they start the show with Have You Heard, the segment where they explore recent news, current events, and a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard about the tit crisis in Japan or a murder case from 1828 in Iceland being reopened? But what about the regulations in China that could forever change the auto industry? All of this and a whole lot more. Welcome to the Big Red Van. for this episode 20.1 have you heard welcome everybody welcome back Mal. welcome back Mal. what up yeah welcome back <laughs> we need that as a button as a sound bite we don't have that we just have i'm a man i'm 40 <laughs> yeah it's good to have you back in the van thank you it was a really good week uh we lived through hurricane irma we so survived far, so far anyways and we'll get more to more of that later but i'm loving the fall weather we talked a little bit about football last time and mm. the weather shift so here we are so you know what sleeves. started this week then? Everybody, have you heard? First week of pro football. Yeah, we talked about it last one, didn't we? Last one we talked about college, college football. College, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now pro, pro football here. NFL, yeah. Yeah. Gambling has ensued. <laughs> How are you doing with that so far? Uh, I'm up. I'm up right yeah? now. Yeah. So I'll have some fantasy advice later. Cool. But yes, 100%. I love it. Deep in, <laughs> deep in it. Deep in it. So, Word. what what do you got about it? I, I'm just glad it's here. It's finally here. Now my Sundays and Saturdays are full of football. Mm-hmm. Not just one day of the week, but both. Well, Thursday. Um, oh, Thursday, Saturday, too. Monday Sunday, nights, Monday. Constant football. I don't if you're have to in worry high about high school, it's Friday. Oh, true. Did you win your first matchup this week, Malcolm? Okay, so I'm in three leagues for BRV, which is the most important of them all. Of course, no, I got murdered. Uh, same. Um, because I don't know how to pick Kareem Hunt. Actually, on my team. shit. Now that I think about it, all three of us lost. Yeah. <laughs> Did we really? Oh, oh yeah. wow. Not- yeah, but nonsense though. Like I'm telling you, players that should be getting me 20 points a game got me five points. Should six be. points. Listen to this. That's, you know what I mean. Well, this, like, is your, this is your first on. time. Yeah. This is your first time, right? Yeah. What What do you think so far? You're I through mean, one I, week. I mean, this is really what I expected. There's going to be people you pick that are consistent, but then there's always going to be a bad day for everyone. Yeah, and your studs kind of shit the bed yeah. for you. So I figured that going into it. But that's I mean, just... you want to talk about fantasy later, right? Oh, it doesn't matter if you want to get into it now. Shit, I'm game. All right, I talk let's go. about it all the time. Hit it. <laughs> yeah. Let's what, go. What, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about the week one surprises and the week one kind of people that came out of nowhere. And like Hayden said, the studs that kind of shit the bed. Well, the other thing I want to hear about is some van advice. I know listeners want to know what the van is cooking up. Okay, so for week two, I'll, I'll give you something if you play f- daily fantasy. We, we talked about fantasy football, and something that I'm really, really strong about is matchups. It's what daily fantasy is built all about. Mm. Something that I rode really hard last year was any tight ends that were playing against the Carolina Panthers. I was riding them hard, especially because they were usually cheap salary on daily fantasy. So I would ride the uh, Carolina Panther opposing tight end really hard. Any running backs that were playing against the San Francisco 49ers because they always had the worst run defense. I think it was like 13 of 15 games they gave up a minimum of 100 yards to opposing running backs so that's pretty strong in daily fantasy and you can usually get those guys pretty cheap 
And it, my defensive selection, this might be obvious news, but anybody playing the Colts. <laughs> so until Andrew Luck comes back. And if by default that happens to be somebody that you don't want to pick, then pick anybody playing the Browns. Mm. And that'll work out for you too. So Man. after week one, I play a bunch of the, the lower games, lower dollar games at the very beginning of the season before I get in anything worth anything later. But I'm I'm up, so yeah, significantly. Anyone surprise I you? In. I didn't play him, but Tarek Cohen from Chicago Bears in week one, mm. kind of a, a big surprise. But I talked to you about that. Yeah, Hayden's like, what is he talking about over here? I don't know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't suggest Tart Cohen for week two just because they're going down to, to Tampa Bay, and I think it's going to be one of those where Mike Glennon eats his own shit and going back to his former team, and it'll, they'll be doing a lot of trying to catch up, throwing the ball, and he's not going to see that many targets. Jordan mm. Howard will get all between the tackle carries, but that's just my opinion. So I that, like it. That's van advice for the week for van fantasy advice. football, brought to you by Five Gum. Everybody have you heard? In Japan... They're currently having a problem with ticks, kind of like how you know we had a little problem with ticks. More here in tick Tennessee. news, all right? Oh yeah, we're gonna keep keep you tick ready, tick free. Um, the so, anyways, van, the van keeps you current <laughs> and tick free. <laughs> so, um, in Japan, they're having a problem. Uh, the species of tick is called an izotid tick, and they've got this disease that you can catch from them. And Lord have mercy if I can pronounce this right: thrombocytopenia. Mm. Thrombocytopenia syndrome it's a fun word but you know it's a disease so it's not a curable thing so it's bad you know nobody wants thrombocytopenia syndrome that shit is gross so they were having a press conference at the uh miyazaki miyagi what yeah what about miyagi not miyagi that's racist man is he miyagi <laughs> miyasaki miyasaki mitsu come on brother come on dude <laughs> One more go at it. Give it a okay. shot. We're going to go for it. Miyasaki Prefectural Government Office. They have yes. a press there conference go. there. There we go. So this scientist, he brought the tick into the press room on a white piece of paper to make it so it's easier to see. Okay. All he brought it in was on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So that people can see it. You know, did the press conference. They're going to have this thing on a piece of paper. So mm, while, it. while they're in the press conference, <laughs> oh the tick goodness. all of a sudden goes missing. And... <laughs> You are exactly correct. So the room apparently goes into panic and chaos of people of like stripping off their clothes, trying to <laughs> make sure this tick is not on one of them. Because nobody wants to get bit by this tick. I mean, because they apparently have had a huge spike in that disease being in their ticks, and so this was like a public awareness thing. Please, God, tell me this was all a prank, and the guy got the room to get naked, and it was like, oh, I'm just kidding, I have it right here. <laughs> no, they didn't find that tick. <laughs> oh, shit. As in, it's still not it's found. Gone. So they didn't find the tick, everybody evacuates <laughs> the room, and then they call pest control to come bomb the press conference room to kill any ticks that are present. Did they all stay in the room, though? Some of them think. probably left. I don't know. So. But they didn't find the tick. It's I, gone. Izodid. Izod, it's weird. It's I-X-O-D-I-D. Hmm. All, all he had to do was bring in a picture of a tick. I know, right? Of that tick. But he chooses to bring a live example. A live, real tick. And loses it. And loses it. Oh, what wow. a genius. Yep. Good for him. Everybody have you heard... So it's BRV history lesson time. Okay? Oh, yes. Here we go. You guys heard about this Icelandic murder case from 1828 being retried? No. 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 Okay. So 
check this shit out right here. So, in March 14th, 1828, two men were found dead in a burned-down house. So, it was once believed, first believed that they died in the fire, but then upon investigation, found that they were clubbed to death with a hammer, and then the house was burned down with shark's oil. Okay, again, remember my timeline. I said 1828, not 1928. So, we're talking a solid 200 years ago. And in Iceland. Iceland, I guess. Not in America, obviously. Right. I know where Iceland is. Okay. I'm just... <laughs> Thank you. Do you think all everybody does? <laughs> it was believed that they were murdered by their maid servants. Okay. okay. So their maids are found guilty uh, in court and sentenced to death. Typical. E- but even typical for America, okay? And I, I keep making that distinction. So this, in 1828, was the last execution on record in Iceland. This, wow, this that death, long ago? 1828. So get this shit. Typical conviction, sentence, whatever you want to call it, for murder in Iceland, 16 years or less. Okay. We're going crazy about who was it? Norway's? Or who was it? The yeah, Jukes? I think it was Norway. Anders Breivik, yeah. wherever the hell he was from, their justice system was bullshit. Mm-hmm. 16 years for murder or less for murder in Iceland. But what the reason they're retrying it, people are going back in, they didn't think about motive back in the day when you were tried for murder. Mm-hmm. It was you murdered somebody, you're going to die okay. or you're guilty. It mm-hmm. didn't matter about why you killed them. If somebody was a maidservant. Like a and, crime of passion today. Correct. Okay. Like if this woman was abused by this man and she killed him because he was beating the ever-living shit out of her every day, mm-hmm. these days she could get off for a lesser crime than murder. Right. right. So back in the day it didn't matter. They didn't take motive into consideration. So they're opening this case back up and this has been a long, it's like folklore in Iceland. Movies made about it, books written about it. So anyway, I found it very interesting when I read the following, okay? (laughs) For this being the last execution in Iceland, this is how it went down, y'all. An axe was imported from Denmark. Not just, we're going to go into the cupboard and grab the execution axe. We're bringing in an axe from Denmark. Then, we're going to go procure a brother of one of the victims to carry out the execution. Oh. With the axe. So the brother gets to come in and cut the heads off. The brother of one of these two guys where the house got burned down comes in, picks this axe up, cuts the heads off of these maids. And if that's not good enough, one person from every farm in town was required to attend the execution so that they could see it. And then the heads were taken and put on a stick for public view. Well... So you wonder why they don't have to do executions in Iceland anymore? <laughs> that's why. Oh my god. Whole nother level. That's, Whole nother that's level. Some Viking roots right there. Yeah. Execution. Incredible, vast, wondrous amount of shit you don't know. Everybody, have you heard? We got a new world record, folks. <laughs> so, a tourist from England becomes the first person to successfully swim across the Hoover Dam Reservoir of the Colorado River. The water was... <laughs> Hold in... on. Hoover Dam? Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the... Like swim across? You know where I can get Correct. some damn bait? <laughs> yes. Uh, he was a 21-year... Or 21. 28-year-old forklift driver from England. 
Nice. He was on vacation in Nevada and had been partying for 37 hours straight at this point. 37 oh, so he was hours. drunk. Hammered drunk. Hammered drunk. Um, according to his friends, this was his quote before jumping into the water. Oh, he could speak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. This is what he, he said after after the fact. He said, we were all just standing there and I thought, fuck it. I'm yeah. just going to go for a swim. <laughs> One. <laughs> This was a quote, so it's fair. Oh, fair. Okay. That, you're right. Um, Still one. The water was currently 45 degrees, so it was very cold, and it took him 30 minutes to swim from one side to the other. I, like I said, this is the first person to do this, right? You heard yeah. me say that? You There's, said world record. Yeah. yeah. So just in the past 10 years, 275 people have died trying to do this. <laughs> and he's drunk and he does it in yes. 30 minutes. Yes. That's just in the past 10 years, okay? The Hoover Dam is, of course, enormous. It has 10 giant turbines that, that obviously, water gets just sucked into it, and that's what kills people is they mm. try and swim above, and then the vortexes of water, they just get ripped under. So, um, basically, they said the only reason he survived was because one of them was... Only one of them was on. The other eight, or the other nine were off. Mm-hmm. Had the other ones been on, he would have just been another dead dude. Mm. But, sure enough... Just right circumstances, hammered drunk, 37 hours of partying. Oh, perfect said, circumstances then. Let's go for it. Hopped in and set the record no one's ever done before. That's great. Yeah, it caught my eye when he said something like, we put the hangover to shame, or the hangover, we made the hangover look lame with the how we partied. <laughs> and then at the end, he said something like, uh, I don't have any, he was being interviewed by somebody, do you have any regrets, you know, doing this? Got a 300 and something dollar fine. Oh, like, yeah. I don't have any regrets. I even have a tattoo saying so. See? <laughs> Shows <laughs> <up> the fucking report. <laughs> Everybody, have you heard? More Amazon news, y'all. So they're trying to decide where their new headquarters is going. You heard about this? No. no. They are soliciting cities across the United States. Well, North America. But they give quite a list of requirements. So this is becoming quite the, uh, the feast, I should say. So you're saying like they're making bids like, hey, we're going to bring a building that's going to offer however many thousands of jobs. Cities are making those builds. No, no, no. Amazon has a plan out there and said, this is what we're doing. If you want this, then give us an offer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Show us what you can offer us. But here's a few of our requirements of what we're requiring from this city. So before you can even give us an offer, it's going to be this is the pool of people that basically this is our job. You got to come apply for this job. Mm -hmm. And the cities are trying to apply for the job. The reason the cities are trying to apply for it is because it's $5 billion in investment and over 50,000 jobs over the next 20 years for that city. Yeah, that's where I was sitting at. Yeah. And it's a minimum of 50,000 jobs. And we're talking jobs that are paying an average of $100,000 a year. Software engineers and people like that. Amazon's planning on literally revitalizing a metropolitan market. So there are some requirements that I wrote down from it. Like I said, it's a metropolitan market. They need at least 1 million people. Oh, never mind. It's got to have a market of at least 1 million people. And it's got to have all these things. There's a lot of things that exclude Knoxville, okay? (laughs) So, and Chattanooga for that matter. Uh, First and foremost, it needs to be a stable environment for business growth. That's pretty vague. Some of them get very specific. (laughs) It could be, it needs to be an urban or downtown campus, similar to what they have going on in Seattle. Okay. So not going to be something like out in the middle of nowhere or some industrial park. It's yeah. going to be an urban or a downtown campus, right? Within 45 miles of an airport. Okay. Within one to two miles of a major interstate. 
access to mass transit on site. Okay. As an in and out of the headquarters of the the Amazon facility will be a subway station or access to mass transit in some way. Okay. Hmm. Pretty cool, right? So high quality of life grades have to be factored into it. So quality of life is basically the combination of housing costs and available amenities in a city. Mm -hmm. So you combine those two things and you get a metric, you get a number, and then those things work out. Uh, New York, for instance, is a good example. Like number one in amenities, but like the worst in cost of living. Right. So it's just one of those, you know, give or take type things. So New York is out because of that. But like I said, the winner gets that $5 billion investment. It's a creation of a minimum of about 50,000 jobs is what they're talking about. Uh, Looking to probably be close closer to about 75,000 to 100,000 jobs over 25 to 30 year span in whatever that area is. So it an Amazon headquarters could make a metropolitan market boom. Is that crazy to think about? But one other requirement, a strong university system near simply for recruiting purposes for new software engineers and uh, jobs like that. Executives, accounting, legal experts, all those kinds of jobs they're going to be looking for. Top contenders, Denver. Well, before I say any other than Denver, you guys got any guesses? Oh, okay. Uh, Nashville. Nashville was on the list of like the top. Do they have a million? And and again, this isn't the, this is the list that was compiled by USA Today. USA Today went through and did a bunch of data. Nashville is on the list of all of the requirements, except for tech and software jobs in that Mm -hmm. industry being in Nashville. That was where USA Today took them off the list. Mm -hmm. But, okay. Houston. Yeah, I would guess Houston as well. So you give me four cities, you give me four cities. And you know Denver's one. Okay. Hmm. Cities of at least a million people. Phoenix. They got a million people? I just want you to give me four. Yeah. LA. Okay, LA has a million. Uh, Miami. Miami has a million. Seattle doesn't have a million. They already have a headquarters there. Yeah. Chicago. Okay, that's his guess. Houston, Denver, Orlando. Ooh, good one. And... Is Indianapolis out a million people? The metro area probably is. Yeah, I'd guess that. Without Denver, you were Ofer. Wow. And Ofer. None? None. Okay, tell us then. Okay, so Denver, Washington, D.C., oh, Boston, okay. yeah, Portland. Portland actually is looking to be the front runner up but in the But they already have the headquarters and, in Seattle, mm-hmm. and they want one a little down south. Well, it's not, this isn't what Amazon wants. This is the, oh, just, based on a bunch of, this is just data that oh, USA Today compiled gotcha. and came up with these lists. So thing is, is CEO Jeff Bezos lives in Washington, D.C., bought a mansion for $23 million or something, is what the article said. So headquarters in Washington, D.C. would make sense. It's right where he lives. If it was in Boston, it'd be close. Some feel that yeah. Baltimore is a very good option because the cost of living in Baltimore is a lot better than it is in D.C., and it's just a train ride from Baltimore to D.C. I thought it was a very interesting article just because of all of the stuff that we talk about with Amazon. But they're dropping another headquarters, and it's going to impact a community to 50,000 jobs. Wow. That's crazy. Everybody, have you heard? Apple. Yeah, we, we talk Amazon a lot, but let's talk Apple for a second. They launched their new phone, uh, or revealed their new phones. They big too to come out this holiday. But one, you know, whatever eight eight plus. Malcolm, were you wanting to talk about the eight the eight plus at all? I mean, we can. It's pretty much the same thing as the seven. Right. Um, there's still no headphone jack. I believe the screen size is still the same too. Yeah. So nothing so insane. Hang on. 
How do you feel about the no headphone jack? I like mine. <clears throat> I don't mind it. You like this? You have to put an adapter in to use your headphones? I don't have any headphones that use plugs. Well, my car takes an aux, so... See, mine uses Bluetooth as well. Like, it, can be... it literally doesn't affect me at all. It's kind of annoying sometimes if I have to plug it into something with an aux, and I want to charge at the same time, but... No, I don't. I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I don't just, think it's bothering me. Bluetooth headphones, Bluetooth yeah, car. Bluetooth headphones. So it doesn't bother me. Now, if I was someone that was relying on plug-in cords, it comes with headphones that plug in. You know, I've got a set sitting over there. You know, mm. and they use the lightning cable as the headphones that come with it. But you can't plug a normal auxiliary jack into it without the little adapter. Hmm. Something about the the headphones. Sorry, I don't mean to sidetrack about your damn headphones. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> it's all good. But but so, yeah, same same stuff really. Nothing crazy. But what I thought was cool was the reveal of this thing they're calling the iPhone 10. Yes. X, we, but they say it's 10 because of their 10 year anniversary. Right. Yeah. They're releasing an eight and a 10. It's like a I guess you could say a special edition that they're kind of like cramming all of their edge of the horizon stuff that they've they've got on the books or nine go no no, no. they're still gonna probably do a nine or whatever but they're I, I don't know i'm not apple <laughs> come on let me talk about this cool phone <laughs> so tuesday apple unveiled their new smart watches their apple tv the a, the eight and the eight plus but the big deal was this new device called the iphone 10 hey. so it's silent as in it doesn't make any noises you know even your phone makes little clicks and warms you know apparently it's totally silent it's a hundred percent glass, as in instead of your case being aluminum, it is totally encased in glass. Okay, it's supposed to be like a hundred percent stronger than even the yeah, toughest durable glass, glass that they put on phones already. As in, you can drop this phone and it most likely won't crack. Mm. Not saying it probably won't, but it pro- it's tough. It's an edge to edge display, which is cool. Like there's not a seam. So when you're holding the phone, it's all glass. The screen is literally the entire front, which I thought was really cool. It doesn't have a home button. It's so it's literally just like a rectangle with a screen, which I think looks really cool. Mm-hmm. But there's no home button, so you just like swipe in certain ways to activate the phone, which is kind of cool. I'm sitting here with this look on my face, like all we've got all these futuristic things, and I'm just like trying to process them. That's why I have this blank stare. I'm so sorry. Uh, you were talking about the aux earlier and the headphone part yeah Um, and you're taking away my home button too okay well tell them how you charge the phone it's uh wireless you just set it on the on a pad see i can dig that that i can that that i can understand and and get and i think the way that works i i mean this is me just thinking magnetic it's like a a magnetic field and there's a gyro inside your phone spinning and that spinning charges that makes sense an electric motor yeah but um it's definitely a gyro. Now, here's the part that I think you're just going to love, Wade. Okay. Okay. Bring I don't know about love. More like maybe hate. Maybe like what the... Or maybe like aliens maybe confirmed. Like, yeah. Get Ali- off my lawn! Aliens confirmed. So, like I said, there's no home button, right? Yes. So, so how do you unlock your phone? How do you unlock your phone? You talk to it. No, it knows your face. You look at it. You look at yeah. it and it unlocks. It only allows... If it's locked, it only allows you to open it with your face. Okay. Now it goes even further. So this is obviously a software thing that Apple's been working on. That's not like a hardware thing. So the movie Face Off with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta is going to happen. Is the future. It's the future. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. But they're taking that a step further. This whole facial recognition thing that it'll have, they're also applying to emojis. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is I saw that video, too. So, you know, you're ever looking through the emoji thing and you're trying to find that right facial expression to make an emoji? Fear not. 
now you'll just be able to make whatever face you want and it will give the emoji for that face that you're making oh my god the things that people spend their time (laughs) wow i love it sir so uh the new iphone 10 will be available this november how do you think that software engineer felt when they're developing that do you think they're like this is the most awesome thing ever or did they do you think they're like i people are so stupid I think this is going to be such a big hit because people are like gerbils running on a wheel. Yeah. I mean, I think it was probably more of Apple's been working on the facial recognition thing for a long time. Like already you can pull up your phone to take a picture and it knows where everyone's face is and it can tell you in your contacts who that person is. Yeah. But the reason that they don't have it the way that they can is because the company that created it was bought out by Snapchat. Like the filter facial recognition mm. is what they need right they need that software to be able to recognize like the 285 points or whatever that all those filters recognize mm. like the company that snapchat bought out to be able to have the rights to that is what apple has been wanting mm. to get now ultimately that's what they need for to make those emoji faces perfect probably is something like that but Snapchat's got all the rights to that. So they can do something similar, like what you said, that box that comes over people's heads and faces when they know that it's a face and mm-hmm. things like that. It's just, just nowhere near as advanced as the whole Snapchat thing. Oh, I know, but that's what I mean. Like they're just, they're grad, they're developing more and more and more. Right, into right. That, you know, and now they're just like, you know what? Instead of using your fingerprint, we'll just, we'll just know it's your face. Hmm. I don't know how I feel, but I mean, I, I guess I that's don't where a I was saying, it, you know, aliens confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> What I really my face shape shift into my face, and then a lizard person's going to be able yeah. to take my phone. Hey, I got one. Speaking of lizard people, everybody, have you heard? Did you hear about old Alex Jones at uh, Infowars? That's a perfect segue, yeah. by your, the way. Get no. your get your aluminum foil hats on, folks. Apparently, Donald Trump is uh, being drugged to make. That's what makes him so crazy. Wait, like I need to get my aluminum hats on because of what people are stealing my brainwaves, or because Donald Trump's being drugged that way? Oh, both. No, to keep them from getting your thoughts. Okay. But Noah, so apparently this is like Alex Jones' newest theory. You know, we kind of keep it not political here, but Alex Jones is fair game. How is Alex (laughs) Jones political? Doesn't count. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, But no, he apparently is on this thing about how uh, the reason Donald Trump is becoming more docile and tame is because they are drugging him at the at the White House to keep him that way. Wait, he's more docile and tame? Well, you know, the he's been more presidential lately, quote unquote, and all that crap, you know, that. You know. Well, the thing is, is the funny thing you like and I have animal. talked about before. When he goes off the rails, it's when his people aren't around to stop him from going off the rails, like his 4 a.m. poop tweet yeah. that <laughs> Bill Maher talks about. <laughs> Of course he can't have some secret service person come and snatch his phone out of his hand when he's in there taking a dump, <laughs> tweeting out all that crazy shit at 4 a.m. This, so. this is his me time. Yeah, <laughs> it's tweet time. <laughs> Little hands. Everybody have you heard? About Volkswagen and Mercedes telling Tesla to go eat some shit? Uh... I could see it happening. You heard about this? No, I haven't. So they're basically telling Mr. Elon Musk, bring it on. And it's pretty great coming off of our Elon talk a couple episodes ago. Volkswagen, whether you knew it or not, is the world's largest automaker. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. You knew that? Bug. VW Bug. They own Porsche. They own Audi as well. So they announced plans to sell upwards of 3 million fully battery-powered cars by 2025, okay? And that will equal about a quarter of its vehicles. Wow. Of its total 
Total sales. Wow. By 2025. So eight years from now. Amen. That's cool. So this is all brought by this. This is going to be the first domino to fall right here. China recently, China, which is, if you can picture Shanghai, or can you picture any big hustle big bustle city ch- with in China? all the smog? The smog. That's where I'm going. I thought so, you were about to tell Hayden where China is on the map. No. No. You know that place right. that's on the right other side to, of the globe? Right next to Iceland. It's not next to Iceland. Right next to <laughs> yeah. They haven't announced timeline to this, but they have signaled its plan, their plans to eventually ban, 100% ban gasoline vehicles. The sale and use of gasoline vehicles. Well, not the sale, but the sale and manufacture of right. uh, As gasoline vehicles. you can vehicles. drive your one that exists until it's no more, and then Correct, after that. Correct, but you can't make them in China, and you can't buy them in China. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure their importing rules are going to change as well, but it's their effort to be very proactive, I guess now, reactive is a better way to say it, to try to clear up that crazy, crazy urban smog blanket that they have going on over there. And if you didn't know this, it makes sense with it being the world's largest country. China is the world's largest car market. So if China says something like this, we're going to ban gasoline vehicles, then places like everybody ford included is gonna have to say hey we're gotta get into the battery power car game yeah but it's also reasons like that that places like tesla we've been kind of baffled as how does tesla make money when they don't turn a profit mm-hmm. shit like this here it comes regulation in other countries mm. as to what's going on with the prices of batteries and what's going and on when to- you're that guy that's the five steps ahead of everybody else you're the one that gets the business i mean it this is the first domino that's cool. This it's going to be crazy when it comes to everyone. You're going to be choosing between a Nissan Leaf or a Tesla or a VW. What they call it, the ID Cross C R O Z Z. So they're releasing this. It's called the ID Cross. It's an SUV. They also have a hatchback option that'll be available in 2020, I believe. It's going to have a range of 310 to 370 miles, so it's going to blow Tesla's range out of the water from what Tesla offers for its battery. Basically saying anything Tesla, literally this in quotes, anything Tesla can do, we can do better. (laughs) Anything Tesla can do, I can do better. Uh, We can match their battery costs because with the lowering prices of battery, which is batteries are just dropping apparently, the cost of that. You and I talked about how expensive they are. Mm-hmm. Apparently this is such a widespread thing and so much money being tossed at it. Again, you and I have talked about once something has money tossed at it from all sides, the availability of it, the cost of it, the mainstream of it starts to happen. This is what happens with lithium batteries right now in front of our eyes. Yep. So better manufacturing costs is what uh, they will be able to offer at VW and very, very confident that their cars will drive a lot better than Tesla cars with their history in the car market and the his- their history of all of their things with cars. So he's basically calling out Tesla saying, we got you. And now that we're on this, too bad. Well, yeah, I mean, cars like Mercedes and Volkswagen and stuff like that, they've been making cars for so long and have refined their craft so well. All that's really going to change is not the car itself it's the engine that goes in it of course the shell of the car won't change right it's still going to be how is the car powered yeah yeah like it's still going to be a mercedes it's still going to be a fancy volkswagen well i'm glad that you said that perfect mercedes Mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit different with volkswagen and other cars not with mercedes their plans are to take every single one of their current models and have an electric model of it available in by 2022 that's good. Wow. So everything, the CLKs and all these badass yeah. Mercedes that they have right now, they're just going to turn it into an electric model. I don't know that they're going to rename them or if they're going to just have them CLK electric. E. Yeah, or what. But 
That's the Mercedes plans. They were kind of quiet and a little bit less ambitious than what Volkswagen was, but they fully expect to sell 1 million battery-powered cars in the next five years. Globally. Yeah, VW. That's cool. Well, I'm going to be in the market, so eventually. It's, it's crazy. I we're, want one. We're on to that. You know, we've been talking about it for a while now, and now here it is. This is why. All this money's being made on it. Where the hell are the profits coming from? Oh, it's China. <laughs> China. Places, places like that. You know, I'm sure that they've been talking about it for a while, but. Everybody, have you heard? So while we're still on this car talk, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what's going on in Ann Arbor, Michigan. <clears throat> Domino's is trying out something where you can order pizza at home. They will randomly select different people who order pizza at home, and those people have the option to choose if they would like a robot to deliver their pizza to their house in a car. What? So all you do is when the robot shows up um, after you've decided that you're okay with it, um, you go outside, you plug in some four-digit pin, verifying that it's you receiving the pizza, and then out comes your pizza and they drive off. Self, self-driving self car? Well, there's going to be, for now, there's going to be a person in the car just hidden to make sure everything goes okay. Um, I'm not comfortable with that. Apparently, it's a self-driving car. I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> no, like, so, okay, okay, so basically, are you okay with a robot, in air quotes, <laughs> coming to deliver your pizza while this guy hides in the back seat, yeah. make sure that that robot does his job? That's, what, that's exactly what they're saying, Domino's. This is severely going to cut down on the Bob Marley specials, okay? 100%. (laughs) I want to know if you can order a Sizzler through that. (laughs) That's crazy, though. That's the future, though. Uber, all that, you know. What are you going to do? I know, Deliver your pizzas with robots. If you get them from Amazon, they'll drop it drone to your house. That's true. That's the next thing. They're going to have an airship with a pizza oven just spitting out pizzas with drones to people. Hang out on your back porch and get it. It's going to be like that gun on uh, Ninja Turtles. That pizza shooting gun. Yeah. You know, Shredder's I, I, pizza gun. You know what I'm talking I had about? That. Yeah. I had that mm. thing. I did too. That circular thing. You know what I'm talking about? No. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're that talking about. That gray circular gun and yeah. it just shot out full pizza pies. Mm-hmm. That shit was awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles, yo. That's that's my list. Your list? Good. Yep, I'm your, good. Your list? Mm-hmm. Man, that was awesome. I'm ready to get on to this, this interview that we're about to do with Mr. Carson. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man. Hope you all enjoyed that. Have you heard? And stick around. Stick around for this next interview that we're about to have up on Who Is It? We're going to catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.